To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information and check out the trail mix. $35 or more will get you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Fear of germs, why these fucking pussies? <laughs> you can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die in this country from food poisoning every year? 9,000. That's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs, what are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, goddammit. Let me tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one, ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. So, 
So personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot, Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here at the Spare Parts Studios. Happy Sunday, everybody. It is hot as holy hell out there. You can find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok till it gets banned at Positive Sarcasm. You can also find me on my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm, or if you just want to be my friend, you can go to Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm, or you can just email me directly at Positive Sarcasm, Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. Calm. Uh, let's see. Happy Sunday leftovers, everybody. I have uh, a couple things in the, on the docket here as far as purchasing extra camera equipment. Uh, Q&A, which I never got to. Uh, personal Q&A that actually just came. It just came uh, from Facebook that I'm going to read first. And if I get to all the other, all the other stuff, I will go ahead and get to that. Uh, so yeah, blah, there's that. So you can find me on all social media. Also go and definitely check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I got two of them, Positive Sarcasm Podcast for clips. But my original channel, Positive Sarcasm, go ahead and like, subscribe, share to that one, and donate uh, Positive Sarcasm. Let's see, PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Uh, I just dropped a, ch- I literally built this one from scratch. I've been trying to, I've been, I was waiting for the all clear to post it. I had to make almost no alterations to my original product to begin with. I literally had to change like one or two. Well, there was one or two, this was a bitch. When you're designing audio when you're taking commercial audio and you're editing it for a clip or a video that you're doing online for youtube there's there's three conclusions one it doesn't get flagged two it gets flagged and takes away your monetization which really doesn't matter if you're not really in it for the money you're just in it to make the video uh and then three it gets blocked okay block doesn't help anybody it doesn't get your video seen and that doesn't work for anybody doesn't at all some the General uh, rule is any piece of commercial video, like, for example, if you're going to use Journey's Don't Stop Believing, the original format. Actually, yes. Let's go with that. Journey's Don't Stop Believing in its original entirety for for 15 seconds or more. The YouTube algorithm will pick it up. The YouTube algorithm will identify the publisher of it and then take monetization away from you and give it to whomever the uh, owner of that song is. However, you still get to show the video, your original video in its entirety. Okay, great. If you want to make all, you know, substitutions or, 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 you know, dub out the music. Okay, yeah, that's, that's another route. But you still get to post the video. You don't get any of the money. It goes to the original publisher of the song. Okay, you still get your video. Done. Then there's the other one where... If it's more than 15 seconds and the algorithm picks it up, if that company says, no, you can't show this video at all, you can't use any, this music at all after 15 seconds, they'll block the video. So nobody wins. Then there are ones such as AHA's Take On Me or anything from James Taylor or any of the new, new artists out there, such as like Kanye West or The Weeknd. If you use their music and if they even hear like maybe... 
two or three seconds and the algorithm picks that up, like not 15 seconds, we're talking like two or three seconds, instant block, instantly blocks it, no no non-commercial use or no mute use at all, personal, educational, commercial, doesn't matter, automatic block. So this is when you're sound engineering, you have to be very careful. And at this point, I'm not really sound editing. It's more like engineering. I'm usually I'm taking um, songs that I used, such as I've used remixes of certain songs, which is great. Like if you like certain '80s songs or certain '70s songs or certain '90s songs, there's a lot of remixes out there that have already been pre or have already been pre-engineered so that they can be used on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Snapchat, on YouTube without getting picked up by YouTube's algorithm. By just slowing down the video, by just slowing down the video, or slowing down the song, YouTube's algorithm will still pick it up. And I mean slow, like minus 50,000. It'll still pick up. It, the algorithm squeezes it back together, picks up on the on the beats, and flags you for it. So how, how else do you fix it? How do you fix it? Like if, if you want to... Uh, well, how did I fix it? I basically took, I, I've been using Night Moves. I used Night Moves, a remix of Night Moves by Bob Seger. Classic song. You know if you heard it. And I used it for a tribute video, uh, you know, a nonprofit gig called We Ride On. And I used the remix of it. It was perfect. It was the only song I used. And I split it up in a couple different parts, but the remix cleared in the beginning. I know because I test them before I make them public. So I test the song to make sure that it's good public, and then I go ahead and use and edit it for later. This time I, wa I wanted to actually use the actual song and some of the lyrics, just the lyrics, not the actual audio, no drum beats, no... Um, basically just the vocals. Just the vocals. So and for certain songs, if you take all the mu if you take all the instruments out and you just leave the vocals, like for example, Don McLean's American Pie, just the vocals, slowed down, I'd say about seventy percent. So if you slow down Don McLean's American Pie and take out all the instruments and just leave the vocals, it's haunting. It's absolutely haunting. So these are the things that go through my head. It's like, oh, that's a really good idea. But then you have to be like, okay, now the way it sounds now is, does it do the what you want it to do for the, the video that you're creating? For the video that you're creating or what have you. And Don McLean's became too heavy because it was a tribute video about uh, one person in particular who died in a massive motorcycle accident up in northern New Hampshire. And it was not, it didn't fit. However, continuing to use Night Moves by Bob Seger made the most sense because the original post, the original video I made, which was in in part a tribute video, uh, also, uh, I, I figured it would be a continuation of that. And I literally was given almost no data. I was given some, and I, I think I've already talked about this a little bit in depth, but not in depth, but just, I just, what do you call it? Sprinkled upon it. Um, I was given no data. And the data I was given, well, the pictures I was given, so I used a couple of them. But all the original data that I originally shot, I already had on my server. So I used whatever I had there, which was maybe one little one little clip. And then I was given some video. But the problem is, anybody, I'm, this is, I strong, two things if you're just shooting video with your phone. Number one, 
don't use Facebook Live. Number two, fuck portraits. Stop with the portrait. That means you're just holding your phone like this and you're holding it vertically. There are there are uses for that, but if you're just going to be doing like a Facebook Live, portrait's fucking useless. Stop using portrait. Go with landscape. Landscape, you just get a wider view. And Facebook Live, if you're going to be transmitting Facebook Live, you're going to be using you're going to be sacrificing a significant amount of quality in your video because you, generally a lot of people they shoot Facebook Lives, the video that you're getting or remember you're streaming. You're streaming and your phone signal sometimes goes dead or you're in a dead zone and you lose and that's it. You lose quality. So, unless your phone is also recording at the same time that you're Facebook living, okay. Otherwise don't do it. Just record and then upload later. That's the best way to do it. I found that my pre-recorded episodes of the podcast are far cleaner. There's no interruptions. And I get to add in the audio later for even better clarity so that you guys get a full, better sounding, much cleaner version of the podcast. I don't have to stream in 720 anymore. I can now record at 1080, give you better video quality and better audio quality. So, landscape and record and then upload later. That's what I would recommend. So I figured by engineering or pulling apart Bob Seger's night moves, just the, for the most part, just the, the lyrics, I found that it would add some more depth to the tribute video that I basically made about um, a puppy being adopted for a uh, comfort dog or some emotional support animal or whatever you want to call it for you know, a working dog, basically something to that nature. Um, and th- that combined with the heavy topic of somebody who passed away about a year ago and then putting, using the continuation of that song and then pulling it together so that YouTube's algorithm, ultimately, this is what I want to get to. The YouTube's algorithm doesn't pick it up. So if you space apart, um, like for example, you take night, you take talking about the night moves and you take that. Oh, my puppy is snoring. Hey, Chase, calm down. Streaming. So when you take that chorus line about talking about the night moves, when you you know have too much to lose or whatever, if you take out certain parts of those lyrics, the algorithm won't pick it up. And then you space it out and slow it down to such a way where you basically distorted the song to its... It's not even in its original form. Therefore, the algorithm won't pick it up. Now, that's a bad thing. You're not cheating the system. You're just using parts of a commercial song that have already been mixed and edited and remixed and what have you to your advantage. And just using those lyrics, just a couple of them. I mean, literally just a couple, like two pieces of chorus and then a closer. And adding that in and then slowing down the remixed version of the guitar to the end of the video and then extending the end of it to like have a nice harmonic background just kind of you are you are you are taking the remix version and the original version using both good parts of that to re-engineer it stretch it out slow it down to the most you can without it sounding like complete garbage and then using it for your video that was my ultimate tech my ultimate obstacle because I had one little vocal piece in there, and every time I tried to upload it or space it out or slow it down or fade it in and fade it out, algorithm picked it up every goddamn time. Every time. 
So I had no choice but to eliminate it, re-engineer the the song, the begin the whole video, so that that part didn't seem just like dead air. So I finally re-engineered it, and as soon as I took that lyric out, the algorithm said, "You're good. You can upload. Perfect." So that four and a half minutes was took a lot of work, but. The initial project, once I started it, wasn't that difficult. Once I difficult, I told it from a perspective of hey, I I told it from a perspective of hey, somebody reached out in an email with a request for me, and I was looking at it through my, through a third person as a third person, and then making the extra trip to drive two and a half hours north to go see the memorial that was built, and doing that, showing that journey up north and then viewing the actual thing from side to side, taking pictures of it, seeing other people viewing the memorial at the same time, uh, and then getting some aerial shots as well, really rounded out the video that has a decent viewing right now on, on YouTube that I just dropped mm, Friday. I had to wait a couple extra days because I was waiting for the all clear from one of the riders, but the video is uh, it's done. It's uh, it's apparently it's uh, people are are receiving it rather well. So go ahead and check that out. It's at Positive Sarcasm, uh, on YouTube. Uh, in the meantime, I did want to get to this Q and A, uh, that came from Facebook. Uh, also, uh, oh yeah, reminder, uh, to uh, Nick Cannon, uh, when you're talking about the Jews, uh, don't just shut the fuck up. Okay, thank you. Now moving on to um. Let's see. Where's where this Facebook? This is this just came in this request. Now I do have a, a a thing about when you're starting a new project or you have an an idea. If the answer is if the answer is no, right away, then if, it, if the answer hits you in the face immediately, like no, that's not a good idea. No, that's not illegal. Don't do it. No, that's not legal. Don't do it. Okay, that's the one thing. But if it's gray or you're not sure, it's better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Otherwise, we'd never get anything done. What's the point of taking risk? There's a reason why we do it. So this question came in, and then we'll get some Q&A afterwards. But, or not. I'm already 16 minutes in. Sunday leftovers. Maybe I can just do this and get the hell out of here. Ooh, so easy. Uh, all right, here we go. Is it legal for us to start a crowdsourcing thing for a really cool idea that we have no intention of following through on, and, we'll t and we will tell people that we will give them their money back after one year and then all the money that we get to that we get we put in the bank and we keep the interest and return the money after so start a crowdsourcing thing for a really cool idea that we have no intention of following through on okay so a front i would get rid of that part altogether first of all for a thing that we have no intention of all right some places will not allow you to crowdsource just let you know like maybe patreon or gofundme will not allow you, I don't think they'll allow you to crowdsource for simply taking money and putting it in the bank. You have to have some type of product or service or invention or nonprofit that you're working on. Otherwise, they won't validate the crowdsource. They won't do that. So they have their own policies. But as far as crowdsourcing money so that you can make interest, that's the question. So we will tell them that we will give them their money back after one year. And then all the money we get we put in a bank, keep the interest, and return the original principal. Okay. Well, it sounds like a personal loan to me. 
I double checked about without any return of investment, creation of product or service. Right. We would return the initial investment and then the gains would go for us. Okay. So essentially that's like a shitty bank is what you are. All right. And there the risk, whereas every bank or credit union that you go to is FDIC. You're insured up to like $250,000, through your credit union or through your regular bank. So just in case the bank fails, the federal government will ensure that $250,000 of the money you have invested will return to you. Simple as that. Well, it's as simple as that. With the stock market, that doesn't count. Any losses you occur in the stock market is on your own ass. And then any gains that you make in the stock market are taxable. So legalities aside, I simply stated that you could say you're starting a crowdsourced investment portfolio and you would require all capital for which all funds would be returned. You require capital for which all funds would be returned by said date. It sounds to me like somebody's just asking for a personal loan for which no, no uh, interest would be paid, no or minimal interest would be paid, and then the principal amount of interest would go towards the borrower. Okay. Well, what's in it for the what's in it for the lender? That's the thing. Uh, it sounds to me like a personal loan. It's like, hey, you go say, imagine if you want to go up to a buddy of yours. I mean, this question is asked. Remember, you've heard this. You've heard the shit that I've talked about on Dig Q and A. So this is a question that was posed to me. So it basically, it's it's no dumber than any, it's definitely no dumber than any of the other questions that have been posed. So legalities aside. Say I want to borrow two grand from a buddy of mine. I want to borrow two grand uh, to throw in the bank, buy a car, whatever. I'll give you your money back in one year. One year later, I give him back his two grand. All right. It's legal. You can do that. You can borrow money from anybody you want, whether it's a church, a nonprofit, or a charitable fund, or a friend. You can do that. You can borrow money. Let me hold on to it. And then give it back. Yeah, you can do that. This is just basically saying, hey, I want I want to make a little money. Say you want to borrow two grand and put it in the stock market. Okay. Well, with the stock market, you could also lose that two grand. Or lose a portion of that two grand. But you still got to pay your buddy back that gave you the two grand. Well, what about if you took a safer route? What if you wanted to do a CD or some type of bond that you would return in, in a year? to your buddy and keep and you would just keep the interest. Well, you're just raising capital so that you can invest in interest. I don't see any illegalities with that. It's just a question of what platform will allow you to crowdsource that amount of cash. Or you can just do what I do and um, have a donation page. That's it. But if you're going to crowdsource, hey, I want we want to put money in a Robinhood account. Because, for example, if you're going to put money in a savings account, you're, the APY right now is 0 0.06. That's the national average. Okay. That was in that, the, to how I reached those statistics was a standard Google test, the standard Google search. So the national average, and generally, generally speaking, most, most banks do not have, excuse me. Most banks do not have high return uh, savings accounts for interest. Money markets are pretty much as big as they go. Uh, but if you were going to say, hey, I'm going to put this in a Robinhood account, 
Robinhood right now gives you 0 .30, which is not great, but significantly better than 0 .06. So 0 .30 and say you crowdsource two grand. You crowdsource two grand, you give the two grand back after one year, and then you keep the interest. So let's see if it's a good idea. I mean, you could take that money, put it in the stock market, make a shit ton of money, give back the money, and keep the interest. You could do that. But let's just take a look and uh, let's go grab the old calculator and see what... Okay, so 2,000... Uh, see. Times 0 0.30 is 600 bucks. That makes sense? 0 0.30? So, yeah. 0 0.30. Mm, is that right? I guess. Let's see. Let's see. 2,000. No, it's not right. 2,000 bucks divided by, let's see, 0 0.30. Let's see. No. 2,000. Yeah, this is a good pod right here, bro. 2,000 times 0 0.30%. Six bucks. So six dollars, I guess. Well, I mean, look at this. That's 2,000 times what? For six bucks? Okay, so you earn that in what, a month? I don't know. But either way, 0 0.30 is still better than... 0 0.30 is still better than, um, than 0 0.06. Now, here's another thing, though. There are index funds. There are index funds that are on the move, always on the move. They're trickling up, or they're trickling down. Okay, that's how it is. Now, if the if the fear index is is uh, erratic, then you want to pick up. You want to pick a index such as a gold fund or the Dow Jones, you know, technology or whatever or power shares, just some type of tech index fund that's always going like this, which is going to offer you a higher return overall than a 0 .30 uh, unused cash. So say you do that. If you take the $2,000 that's given to you and you put it in a, in a index for a year and then return it, well, then you can make some significant coin because it's $2,000. That's $2,000. I'm just stating, now, is that legal? I would say it is. You have to, well, it has to be, it may be legal, but the crowdsourcing company that you try to pull it through is different. They have their own different rules. Like, say, I'm going to, now, the original thing was, was to say, hey, we were going to say we need crowdsourcing for something we're actually never going to follow through on. Well, that's, that's number, but you're telling, even though you're telling the, lenders that even though you're telling the lenders that you're not going to follow through on it you're just keeping the interest well if you tell the uh, company that you're crowdsourcing through i mean you could try it but if you're deceiving the crowdsourcing fund about it then if they find out about it they're going to kick you off and shut down your fund and reimburse everybody and then you've gained nothing so you would i, I personally would not want to piss off the company that you're crowdsourcing through, the federal government, or the people that you're trying to source from. So I would just go with a standard crowdsourcing, say, hey, we want to we want to put this in some type of index fund. Your money, it, there always is the assumption of risk. 
the assumption of risk stating that if you if 2000 people donated $1 there is a minute possibility that you could lose that dollar and if that's the case they're willing you they they they're okay with that it's right there in writing that there always is that small possibility but you can give them the information and be like this is what's going on this is what we're we're investing in do you want in what well, do you want in do you want to help us and people say yes good they give you money and you go ahead and do it so i would say go for it i would say give it a shot and see if you i mean first of all getting 2000 people to agree on anything is a fucking pain in the ass to begin with but $2000 i mean pff, shit imagine if i had I mean, just for a dollar a person. Imagine if I had two million people donate one dollar to this podcast. If I had two million people decide, okay, we're gonna give him one dollar. That's it. One dollar. And all we ask is that he creates more content, makes more videos, edits more audio, and that's it. Just give him one dollar. And two million people decided that, that was a good idea. If they did that, great. I would make and in return I would give you more content. But here's the thing. If you're going to borrow a dollar from 2,000 people or what have you and then just return it with no appreciation on top of that, like, hey, well, you're not going to get anything on top of that. Well, that kind of sucks. That kind of sucks a lot. So I'm curious if maybe, just maybe, some return of interest would be suitable. Like, if you give us a dollar, we will give you your .30. Or one percent, or something like that. I don't know. I think some type of re return would be justified, and you could say you can you can invest or contribute as little as a dollar, and you get this dollar back. So, but always with that minor assumption of risk that this may not work out. So I don't. I just it was a question that was posed to me, and I figured I would uh, I figured I would share it with you guys that this is. One things was going on. Also, if uh, you guys are hiding from, you know, shopping malls and not going into stores because of COVID or whatever, and you want to go out into the wilderness and take photos, um, if you are one of those people that's looking to get into like photography or video stuff, just know that right now consolidation of the market is is forcing companies to have massive discounts on pretty much anything. Like for example, I believe it was Olympus that decided we're not even going to bother with the camera game anymore, and they just got out of the camera game altogether. So, which sucks, which means there may not be as much support for Olympus products, but you can still get a camera for cheap, and there's plenty of used stuff out there. Well, another thing like, uh, for example, Canon products, Canon cameras, you know, the, 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 the classic T6 and the newer version T7, everything is on sale. You're going to be seeing a lot of these deals, so don't pull the trigger just yet, but know that like 20 per, you're going to be seeing a lot of 20% off, 25% off, 40% off. You're going to be seeing a lot of that. And it, I mean, with cameras, especially, um, also with new processors coming out for mirrorless cameras, you're going to be seeing mirror cameras, DSLRs as they're called going for significantly cheaper. There are some companies such as Pentax, which are sticking with the DSLR mirror camera, which is heavier. Uh, but for the most part, if you are just looking to get into this game of shooting, uh, shooting picture, taking pictures or video, a mirrorless camera, in my opinion, is the best way to go. It's the best way to go. It has a faster process. It's a way faster processor. There's no mirror to, to cause delay. 
it's a better quality of picture. Um, so and, yeah, generally speaking, and also mirrorless cameras are generally lighter. Now, if you're shooting video with a handy cam, that's different. That's just a different animal altogether. Handy cams are handy cams. They can take pictures, but they're still handy cams. Mirrorless cameras, they're lighter, they're fast, they're durable. Uh, you can pick them up for less, for not a lot of money. So, and especially for video, they're pretty golden. But for man, for pictures, they are spectacular. So go ahead and check that out. That was on Canon because they got like 20% off going on right now. Uh, in the meantime, we are at 30 minutes. We're going to close out today's podcast. I think I'm going to go for a run with the pupper uh, around uh, that. There's a lake in Auburn that I really like. And uh, I haven't flown my drone in a few days too. Uh, Firefly, as it is now being called. So you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on TikTok until it gets banned at positive sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm and Facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. YouTube, positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm podcast. So uh, like, subscribe, share, donate. Remember, two million people, two million of you people donated one dollar. Oh, fucking awesome. Then I can continue to explore deeper topics and give you a real perspective on what I think is really going on in the world. Uh, but I believe me, I, I give you plenty. Um, in the meantime, you can find me on, uh, if you want to download, subscribe to this podcast. You can download it and stream it right from my website, positivesarcasm.com, or you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available. Uh, thank you for listening to Sunday Leftovers. I will tune into you uh, on Wednesday per usual. And uh, that's pretty much it for today. I want to thank you guys all for listening, watching, and subscribing, and sticking through me through this crazy-ass year that has been 2020. Uh, and look forward to the latter half of this uh, shit show of a year. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. If you have questions or comments, email me directly at positivesarcasmatoutlook.com. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Part Studios. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation. It seems I've gained the world, but I have nothing To keep tabs upon this loss isn't wasted time Face opportunities to recognize Now we have the time Rebuke Don't choke on this twisted dream Cause he'll say Pay for it The whole song He'll say magnified pain is point number one He'll say pay for it The whole sum To magnify pain Is point number one
Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.